um, Acts chapter 2, we went through some great, we did some great groundwork last week in the first part of this, even establishing why people don't come to church or why believers, I should say, are coming to church less. How many of y'all received something out of that lesson last week? Um, and so we're going to go further today into understanding the why. Write down understanding the why. I start off like I started last week in saying um, Bill Hybels' quote is, there is nothing like the local church when the local church is working right. There is nothing like the local church when the local church is working right. And the church cannot work right unless the church has understanding. And that's why we're calling this series, Why the Church? Because so many of us come to church but have no clue of the why. We have different reasons, and they could be good reasons, but i got to give you Bible reasons of why we are coming to church. Because if you don't understand the why, as I said last week, you will at some point be distracted, you'll be taken off course, you'll even bounce around from church to church. If you have not locked into the why, God has placed you in a certain place, but just bigger than that, why he established a church. Um, why he left us here. Why didn't he save us and take us all to heaven? Why did he leave us here in the earth realm? There is a why that we must answer regarding the local church. In Acts chapter 2 and verse number um, 42, and they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers, and fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions. We talked about this last week. We gave um, um, clarity on what this meant. And goods imparted them to all men as every man had need. And they continued daily. Somebody say daily. Daily. Say it loud. With one accord in the temple. Somebody say in the temple. And breaking bread from house to house, they'd eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to what? Added to what? Added to the church, how often did he add to the church? Daily, such as should be saved. And so we see here in um, um, this reading, the early Christians met with one another to worship together, to learn together, to share their lives with one another. Um, Write that down in your notes. Share their lives with one another. That's the part we've kind of come away from in the local church. Sharing your life with each other. Everywhere Paul went, he started churches. He didn't want to leave the believers all scattered. And and they were eager to share their faith. um, Eager to share their faith. It's very important. And and, and I really want to drive this. Pastor Terrence is doing a phenomenal job on Wednesday night. Um, And and this is not just... Y'all can clap. Y'all learn how to celebrate people. How about the rest of y'all clap too? Come on. Listen, and it's not just another Wednesday night series. This is what we're on right now. It's what the body of Christ should be on. It is sharing our faith and things are picking up weekly. And so you want to get in on this and learn these practical, practical principles. But they were excited about sharing their faith. They were excited about, about coming together. This is the biblical pattern. This is the way God has set it up. And God is now taking back his church because at some place we got off into our own pattern of how we should do things, how we should do church. We've added things that God never wanted us to add. We've taken away things that God never told us to take away. And and God says, I want my church back and I'm going to not just get them back. I'm going to bring clarity, bring them to a place of clarity and understanding so we can be effective in his agenda. Whose agenda is it? It's God's agenda, not our agenda. Every church on the face of the earth should have an agenda that's been given by the Lord or they should close down. 
if you have not been called of God to do it and been given a mission for that local community of believers, you have no business with your doors open. I promise you that. That's why things are so rough because the grace to do it is not there. And so the why of the church, the mission of the church, the priorities of the church is what we got to deal with in this series. The church has an internal and external purpose. Write that down. An internal and external purpose. But before we can be effective in the world, we must obey God's command as relates to the household of faith. The household of faith. Us in here. Believers, disciples, the family of God. We have a responsibility to each other. Tell your neighbor, say, I have a responsibility. Some of y'all are hard-headed. You won't do nothing I ask you to do. Tell your neighbor, say, I have a responsibility to you. Tell them, say, I have one to you. And, 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 and we got to teach this more because we've gotten away from this and the church has become a place where we get dressed, we come in, we get a sermon, we hear some music and we go home. That's why it's so easy to try to pick a church that better fits your schedule and all that because it's not about what God wants, it's about what we want now. And God says, no, 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 no. I have set you in a place strategically for reasons, not just to serve as an usher or a greeter or sing in the choir, but there's destiny connected to that place. That's why you got to be there. There's things you got to drop off there. Things you got to pick up there. And because I set you there, you can't unset yourself. So, so getting down to the why. Number one, I'm going to go real practical with this series. The first reason, the first why of the church, the first why of the church is to serve as a community of worship and fellowship. To serve as a community of worship and fellowship. To serve as a community of worship and fellowship. That is the first why of the church. God originally made us, um, of course, for his own pleasure to enjoy um, his fellowship and worship and all of that. But that is also a part of the why of the local church. So, yet we bring people to God, but we also should create a corporate environment of worship to express our love toward God. Listen, and toward one another. Go to Mark chapter 12. Go to Mark chapter 12. Because these these Jesus described what I just said. Um, to worship God and to love one another as the top priorities, the top principles, the highest principles of our Christianity. Mark chapter 12, verse number 30. Look at Mark 12 and 30. And we got to get back to this because I've seen it drift away from the church, especially in the age of the mega church. Church got so big so quick, you couldn't even touch one another. You're just like herds. You go in and you come back out and you had 15 services and there's nothing wrong with that. But we got to learn how to stay small even when you're big. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. Say first commandment. Verse number 31. And the second is like. The second goes with the first. They go together. Say they go together. Say they go together. Come on, like peanut butter and jelly. Come on here. Mike and I. Come on here. Chitlins and hot sauce. They go together. Breeze and cornbread. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the second is like, namely this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. 
There is none of the commandment greater than these. And when we understand number two, number one works better. Because God can receive your worship to him when you're loving your neighbor. Because it's, it's nothing like coming to church and loving on God, but ain't talking to the one that's sitting right next to you. So the first why of the church is to serve as a community of worship and of fellowship. When we were joined together in unity and love toward one another, God is pleased to receive our worship and our love toward him. He even tells us in Matthew chapter 5 verse 23, if you have a problem with your brother and you are serving, put your gift down. It says, and go and be restored to your brother. Because God is big on brotherly love. Turn to and say, I love you. Go ahead, tell him. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to talk this whole service. This is an interactive service. So go ahead and get a mint or something right now because you're going to talk the whole service. I don't, I don't even know these people. That's the problem. You sit next to her every week. And you've never said, what is your name? What your name is? You, you live around here? You drive into church? You have any children? Y'all still talking? I am now. Come on. Let's y'all. He'll be having interviews. <laughs> Say brotherly love. Go to Ephesians chapter 4. Come on. Come on. I don't have a lot of time, but I'm going to use the time that I have. Look at it in the New Living Translation. This is the first. We can't get into the whole external piece if we ain't got it together in here. Ephesians 4 verse 1, NLT. Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Verse 2. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Look, look. Making allowance for each other's fault because of love. Making allowance. What does that mean? That that means to plan for. That means to budget in your relationship with your brothers, them messing up. Because at some point they will. Making allowance for. We we have um, our money set up and we have budgets and allowances for certain things, Chris. So so if the the, the washer goes out, we ain't got to freak out. We go to that budget and pull out that allowance for, for, um, what's it called? Um, The the repair, uh, appliance repair. We, we put some up for that. We, we plan for that. So when you're walking this Christian walk with your brother and your sister, you might as well go ahead and budget in that at some point they're going to mess up. At some point they're going to have a flesh moment. At some point they're going to flip out. They're going to act crazy. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to seem like they're betraying you. But I've already made allowance for that. So when it comes, I don't freak out. It says, because of love, we've already put something aside to cover what may happen. Verse number three, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit. Binding yourselves together with what? With what? Peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. And God sits in when we come together in a place of unity. Not unity in the church building only. Because we all know how to come in here and smile and hey. We, we can, I ain't talking about that. 
I'm talking about building personal relationships in the body of Christ. Christians, write this down, should have regular fellowship with other Christians. I don't fool with church folk. No, 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 no. No, I, I don't know where that came from. See, you think you're above everybody else, but like you don't make no mistakes. Just like I got a budget for you, you got a budget for me too. I don't care who you are, you at some point, Jay, gonna have a flesh moment. At some point. At some point in the same chapter, Pastor Terrence, where he asked me, he says, who do, this scripture you've been reading on Wednesday, who the son of man said that I am? He said, thou art the Christ, son of the living God. He says, flesh and blood, then reveal that, Peter. You in the spirit, you, when you hear from God, go on, man of God. And a couple of verses later, he said, I got to go to the cross. Peter said, no, Lord. And Peter started talking crazy. He said, get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> He wasn't saying, Peter, man, you own, you discerning, you heard from God. Says so Satan, hush. How many of you all, if Jesus had turned and said, get thee behind me, Satan, would have kept following Jesus? You would have left the Jesus Christ Association that day. And call, and call me no devil. We think here. Yeah. And call me no devil. We call me. He got to know how to talk to people. And call people no any kind of way. It, It's funny we get in church and we get soft. Because you went to the club and they called you bees and hoes every week and you went back. Okay, I'm going to go back to Matthew because y'all. Christians should have regular fellowship with each other. Why? Because we need each other. And fellowship is more than talking, laughing, and eating pizza. It means sharing lives, sharing emotions, bearing one another's burdens, encouraging one another, and helping those that have needs. That's why you call churches sometimes the fellowship. We fellowship together. Even Paul, I want to show you this. Look at Romans chapter 1. Even Paul knew, the apostle Paul, the great apostle Paul knew in Romans 1 and 12 that I need your fellowship just like you need mine. He told him Romans 12, Romans 1 verse 12 in the New Living Translation. He says when we get together, that's the first part, which means we ought to be getting together. Romans 1 verse 12 in the New Living Translation. When we get together, I want to encourage you in your faith. But I also want to be encouraged by yours. We both have something to give. There's an exchange when we come together. The Living Bible says each of us will be a blessing to each other. Go to Hebrews chapter 10. Let's walk through this. Because this is the part we've been jumping over. Let's teach on the prophetic. Let's speak in tongue. Let's lay hands. Let's fall on the floor. But I ain't talking to you. That don't add up. I'm still mad with you from three years ago. That don't add up. You know, know, we good, but I don't deal with her. That don't add up. That ain't Bible. If I hear that one more time from believers, I don't deal with them. I don't deal with them. I don't deal with them. And the Bible talks about that we ought to give allegiance to everyone, especially those in the household of faith. I'm talking good this morning. Why the church? Why 
are we together? The church is the strongest entity on the face of the earth. And it does exploits when it's working right. When it's working right. Well, that, that works past when your church is little. No, 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 no. Even when your church is big. That's why you have little groups. We have powerful small groups. They meet at homes and coffee shops and they pray and they do all that good stuff. And they're building relationships. Oh, well, I didn't know. Now you do. <laughs> Hebrews 10, verse 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. We are faithful to promise. Verse 24. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a matter of some is. But exhorting one another. But exhorting one another. And so much more as you see the day approaching. Go to John chapter 13. Exhorting one another. Let's talk about this. Because all these verses I'm about to give you is not talking about our responsibility outside the church. It's talking about in the church. You have responsibility to me. I have one to you. I got to love you. I got to embrace you. I got to forgive you. I got to talk to you. I got to eat with you. Unless the Bible tells me otherwise you get into some kind of sin. It says break off from them. Don't deal with them. Believers. It didn't say don't have lunch with your co-worker at the job. It says if another believer in the body of Christ goes astray, acting crazy, don't have lunch with him right now. But we're going to balance that out too. I'm going to help you with this. I'm going I'm to say he's going to help us today. John 13, verse 34, the King James Version. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you. That ye also love one another, as I have loved you, love one another. As I have loved you, love one another. That's deep all by itself. How does God love us? How does God love us? Just think about it for a minute. How deep his love is for you. And all of our jacked up situations. And all of our turning our back on him. And all of our unfaithfulness and missing it. He still loves us. He says now you love each other like I love you. I can't do that. Yes you can. But you don't know what they did. Yes you can. Y'all quiet up in here. By this, verse number 35, here is where your witness really shines. By this shall all men know that you belong to me. Why? Not because you're speaking in tongues, not because your prayer life, not because you can preach and you can teach and you wear nice clothes to church, but you have loved one to another. They'll look through the window of the church and say, look at them up in there. The world is going crazy. Look at the love in here. Oh my God. Not a hugging on Sunday love, but a connecting of hearts love. And the world can see that. But when you at work, dogging your church, prayer partner with your unsaved co-workers, you killing your witness. How she gonna come to church today? And she know I pray on first Sunday. How she gonna get there and get the mic first? She get on my nerve. You gonna come to our service next week? No, I ain't coming to your service. Y'all crazy over there. Every Monday at the job, you talk about your church and the people in it. You're killing your witness. 
I used to work for a company called Aeon. There's a lady there. She, she was, she's born again. She went to church. And every Monday, it would be straight soap opera time from church on Monday. And I had to go. I said, listen, listen, Linda, listen, 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 listen. I said, you can't do that. I said, one, these folks don't want to hear that. Two, these folks don't want to hear that. And three, these folks don't want to hear that. In four, they don't care. In five, you're killing your witness. Because every week you got a flyer to invite them to something. They're not going to come. Because according to you, your pastor crazy, the missionary's off, the deacon's lazy. That's what you're telling us every week. The choir can't sing. Come on here. The organ don't work. Come on. The drum don't beat. You invite me to your church? First Thessalonians. Hmm. By this we'll know, 1 Thessalonians 5, because of our love for another, our mutual love. And how, how, how else do you grow in that love if you don't get together? The church is the first place for you to grow and develop the fruit of the Spirit. Because there's somebody that's going to have to, they're going to work on your patience. This where you grow. Because you come in with the saints every week. And that's always that one sister that gets on your nerve. But you got to be patient with her. Fruit of the Spirit. You got to love her. You got to be long-suffering. But what we've said, I ain't got time for the fruit of the Spirit. I'm done with this church. I'm done with y'all. I'm going to go somewhere else. And you sit there for three months and say, these people, they crazy over here too. No, it's not all of them. It's you. First Thessalonians 5 verse 11. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also you do. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you. How do you know those that labor among you if you don't come to church? I go down now, I don't know nobody at that church. You don't come. You don't connect. You don't serve. You're not involved. Come on here. And are over you in the Lord and admonish you. And to esteem them very high in love for their work's sake. And be at peace among yourselves. Look at here. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly. Deal with the unruly. Comfort the feeble-minded. Support the weak. And be patient toward everybody. And see that none render evil for evil unto any man. But ever follow that which is good. Here you go. Here you go. Both among yourselves, that means in here, and then to all men. You can't go out there if you don't get it fixed in here. Galatians 6. Come on, I got 10 minutes. Galatians 6. It's quiet, you know why? Because we ain't used to this. We was just throwing everybody away. I'm done with you. You done with somebody every month. No, really. Every month you're done with somebody. I'm done with her. I ain't got time for that foolishness. I'm done with her. Not even realizing you're anointed for trouble. There's something in you that can help a sister or brother out. If you speak the truth in love. You be led by the Spirit on what to say and when to say it. But I'm done with you. Ain't it? I know what I speak of. I was a done with you person. I know how to be done with you. 
Oh, I know how to be done with you. I can be done with you for real. And don't have no problem with it either. And I speak in tongue while I'm done with you. But it wasn't God. Tell them, say, that ain't God. Tell them, say, you know it ain't God. Galatians 6, verse 10. Amplified. So then, as occasion and opportunity open up to us, let us do good morally to all people. Not only being useful or profitable to them, but also doing what is for their spiritual good and advantage. Be mindful to be a blessing, especially to those of the household of faith. Those who belong to God's family with you, the believers. We ought to be hooking each other up. It blessed my heart be able to do that. When they said, they asked the table, said, can we do inbreach? Absolutely. We ain't got to discuss it. We ain't got to talk about it. Yes, let's do it. Let's give the car away. Let's do this. Let's, let's, let's bless each other. That's what's up. And her house ought to be running over with folks that are paint and move carpet and all that kind of stuff. Come on, replace the roof and tear up the ground and all that. Put the new trees in the front. What, we gonna, I don't know what we're going to do. But you know. That, <laughs> okay, and so Ephesians chapter 4. She said, tear up the roof. Ephesians 4, come on, I got 11, 12 minutes. Did I say 10? No, no, I'm just looking at the clock. They playing with me. It said 12 minutes. I'm going to take it. Who up there playing with the clock? Okay, Lucinda, I see you. Ephesians 4, verse 31, New Living Translation. He gives us specific responsibilities that we have toward one another. Look at what he tells us. Look what he tells us. This is for us regarding in the church, Mark. Look, look. He says, get rid of all bitterness. <laughs> that means pack it up and throw it out. Get rid of all rage, anger, harsh words, slander. Got, got a lot of murderers in the church. Not murder with a knife, but murder with a tongue. As well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to one another. Tenderhearted. Look, look, look. Forgiving one another. Just as God through Christ has forgiven you. And just like you didn't deserve it, they may not either, but you still got to forgive them. Galatians 5. It's good, man. See, we don't want to talk about this in the, in the Lord's church. We want to just jump around and, and shabbat, tabah, habah. And you can speak in tongues. You can speak in unknown tongues, but won't speak in English to the person sitting next to you. Walk past folk every Sunday, don't say a word. You've already pegged out who you're going to talk to, who you're not going to talk to, who you're going to deal with. Fucking, they ain't done until you, you don't even know them. A lot of it is second party crap. 
in the church. Oh, we're going to fix this though. We're going to be a loving generation that loves God and don't just love people outside the church, but love in here. What's the point of you having a hot dog giveaway and giving away a thousand hot dogs to the poor, but won't help your sister get dinner after church? Y'all in the corner talking about going to eat and you know she ain't got no money. Come on, Linda, go with us. I got you. She ain't going to me. I ain't paid. I paid for it last time. Ain't paid. Somebody said fellowship. Why the church? Are we going to get down to the external piece and, and the winning souls and discipleship? We're going to get down to all that. But you got to get this part right first. Got to get away from these, these even, these, these religious church hugs. Come on, man. Come on, come on, come on. What's up, brother? Hey, brother. What is, what is that? Yo, you, you, this hand pushes him away. As you, hey, what's happening, man? What is that? Now, 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 a woman I should hug like that. You don't come in full force with a woman. No, no. Not unless it's your woman. I remember a guy who was at 15 North Hug London like that, but I was in the back. Had I been out there in the front? Yeah. I got locked up that day, Jack. Because he hugged her the wrong way. And then, then he said, oh, this is a good hug. Service over. Come on. Call the deacon. Shut down the doors. Come on here. And they came and got me, but he was gone by time. Oh, he knew. Because, you know, I'm a, I'm a lover, not a fighter, but I would have fought that day. See, we didn't have Charles back then or, or JW, because JW probably took his head off his shoulder. Every, every church got a couple of Peters. We got a whole army of Peters up in here. They, they just ready. What he said? Wait, 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 yeah. How you come to church want to hurt somebody, man? That was CJW doing service. All y'all worship here like this. Am I singing too loud? What is <laughs> that? Grass my worship. Why well, I tell y'all to turn? Ephesians, Galatians five. Okay, come on, turn that in. Turn that. Verse thirteen in the Message Bible. Because we don't just come here to get, we come here to give. Not just money, of ourselves. See, even with her clean team ministry, truth be told, everybody should be on the clean team. Not officially, but because this is our local assembly, and I walk in, and something's on the floor, I pick it up. I don't say, where the clean team at? Did they clean this week? Pick it up. 
You go in the bathroom and, and the tissue is low. Come find somebody. Hey, tissue low in the bathroom. Because this is our house. So we're all servants. Come on here. We all hold the door. We all ready to give up our seat. We all ready to pick up chairs. We all ready to do that. Galatians 5.13. It is absolutely clear that God has called you to a free life. Say, I'm free. Just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do. Look, look, and destroy your freedom. Because when you abuse freedom, you destroy it. Rather use your freedom to serve one another in love. That's how freedom grows. That's how freedom grows. So we serve other believers. We come in here, this is fellowship. Well, how do I serve other believers? We all come in to get the word. You serve so somebody else can have a God experience without distraction. So while you up there, I'll watch your children. While you up there, I'll watch your car. While you up there, you know, that's what we do. I'm going to sing to you. I'm going to play for you. I'm going to greet. I'm going to us because we're serving one another. And you don't come in here and walk past the greet like that's your job. You ought to greet. No, that's serving just like you. And give them credit for having a bad day sometimes. They may not hug you the way they hugged you last week. But you don't leave the church because of it. We don't give, and I had to learn this, Mark. We don't give people enough credit. We don't give them enough room to mess up. And I don't care how long you've been in church. I don't care how deep you are. You will have some days where you're going to mess up. With your speaking in tongues self. You're going to have some days where something come out of your mouth and there ain't going to be no tongue. Because God's still working on you. Some people have crossed their bridge. Some of y'all ain't crossed it. You cussed all the way here. Thank God. For, I'm glad you made it. Get your so-and-so in the car. We got to get to the so-and-so church. And didn't think nothing of it. That's where you are now. Won't be there too much longer though. Because this word don't gut you. (laughs) Galatians chapter 8. I got three minutes. Come on, come on. Come on. Verse 1. In the Amplified. Huh? There's no Galatians 8? I said 6. I didn't say six. Well, that's what I meant. You should have caught that in the spirit. <laughs> Amplified. Brethren, if any person is overtaken in misconduct or sin of any sort, oh my God, oh Jesus, you who are spiritual. What does that mean? Who are responsive to and governed by the word. That's what this really means. Should set him right. This is fellowship. We don't do this part no more. And restore. Oh, don't stop there. And reinstate him. 
without any sense of superiority and with all gentleness, keeping an attentive eye on yourself. Lest you should be tempted also. So don't you get all indignant with me. Just because you may be the one needing to be set right and restored and reinstated next month. But this is all a part of fellowship. We've lost this part. You know why? Because people are shallow in church. Got in my business. They ain't none of your business. They ain't got nothing to do with the church. I just go down there. You all in my space. Who you talking to like that? That ain't your no business. That between me and God. No, 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 no. It's all in the Bible. So, so somebody in this church had messed up and everybody knew. So Paul's giving them not instructions on how to deal with that. He spends five verses, Mark, not talking to the person that messed up, but talking to the one that's supposed to help him be restored. Five verses. He didn't spend five verses on the person that messed up. He said, let me tell y'all about this now. Wait a minute. Yep, he messed up. He messed up. He got caught up. She got caught up. They lied. We saw him on Facebook. Time out. Here's what we're going to do. Now, those who are spiritual, those who are mature, those whose lives have been governed by the word. Come on, elders and uh, seasoned saints that, that, that know this, um, let, let's, let's get him in here. Let's set him right. What does that mean? Let's give him a place to acknowledge what they've done. Because you can't deal with a man who acknowledge what he did. I ain't did nothing. Did you, did you take the gun, Jimmy? I ain't took nothing. I, did you take the gun? We're here to help you, sir. Did you do it? I ain't did nothing. Did you sleep with the woman, man? We saw them. I ain't been, I ain't been. Did you sleep with the woman? Yes, sir, I did. Set them right. Bring them back to Bible. Get them in a place where they can now be restored. After restoration, now he's reinstated. Now you can sing again. You can play again. You can read again. But there is a process. That's a long way from, you don't tell me, you ain't got nothing to do with me. You get, yes, that's my business. I can do what I want to do. Yeah, I'm on the dance team, but I can drink if I want. Yeah, I'm on the prayer team, but I can date who I want. Yeah, I'm married, but I'm dating somebody else. I can do what I want to do. Not in here you can't. Not in the body of Christ. What happened to the standards? I don't care what nobody else is doing, child of God. I don't care what all other saints are doing. I'm going to stay with Jesus. Oh, Lord. Mm -hmm. How do we carry each other's burdens? And I am out of time. What verse should I stop reading on? Verse, I'm going to read verse 2 and we'll pick it up next week. It says, bear, endure, carry one another's burdens and troublesome moral faults. And in this way, fulfill, look, look, and observe perfectly the law of Christ and complete what is lacking in your obedience to it. Next week we'll pick up here. How, because I had to, I had to, Dig into this, Campbell. How do we carry each other's burdens? What does that really mean? What I got to do with your burden? You got yourself in it. But God gives us responsibility in each other's burdens as believers. It's all in the Bible. 
We've not known it because we ain't been told it. We've been taught that's your business. Go on. Ain't got nothing to do with that. But we're going to become a, a healthy church because we're going to understand the whys of the church in Jesus' name. Give God praise for the word. I got to stop. Clap, 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 clap.